that they can step out of that box to show them that there is no box <laughs> to For help sure. them remember to get back to themselves and to pay attention to these opportunities that come up all the time being the evidence of like hey you feel like something's off there's something off here you know intuition yeah so anyways uh tell me a little bit more about you uh who you are and how you show up in the world well name is mansoor um i'm non-binary pronouns are they them um i'm an artist um have few different mediums um writing is probably my probably lifelong art thing that i've kind of been practicing um later on in life photography and then fashion kind of came into play um overall i'm just a person seeking and growing mm. yeah mm, i love that Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I love that. That's really, that's really beautiful. All right. So tell me more about what led you, because you, you have uh, some different mediums that you said that you, that you've used to express yourself and to, to seek and to just live your life. So mm -hmm. tell me about the first time that you did something that goes against the norm or the first time you realize that you were going to follow something that didn't quite fit into what you thought you had to do um the first time i guess that i was maybe aware of that i was doing it i was maybe mm -hmm. 22 um <clears throat> 21 going on 22 um kind of coming out of a depression and not necessarily understanding my full potential or um, thinking very highly of myself mm -hmm. due to what I was informed to think of myself. Um, and I internalized outside voices for a very long time um, to where at this point in my life, when I started, when I began like doing things that was me stepping out of my comfort zone as far as like um, running, eating a little bit more healthier, um, getting back to the basis on basis of things of which I was raised. Um, I feel like around this time, <clears throat> I shifted and just became very recluse. Mm -hmm. I stopped being around friends very much. Um, I took maybe a two, three week break from the relationship that I was in. And, uh, I deleted my social media all along. I moved from the place that I was living in and the new place that I had moved into, I didn't have, I didn't set up Wi-Fi, so I wasn't necessarily connected in any way. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of just dove into books and documentaries. And with within this lane, I began to discover that I was the opposite of what people were telling me I was. I realized I was interested in things that I didn't think I'd be interested in. I realized I was capable of things that I was told I wasn't capable of. So then it, the question of like, well, what else am I good at? Mm -hmm. And that kind of catalyzed 
over the next few years where I am today. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like that door that opens up where you have an awareness of one thing and all of a sudden you look at the other stuff and like, wait a second, how does, yeah, like, what else am I not seeing? <laughs> what well, what other doors yeah. are, am I not opening right now? Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it was like, it, it just wasn't lining up when it's like, when someone is telling you, or I was being told that I was unathletic, I was being told that I didn't have much of a personality, I was being told that I didn't have a sense of fashion, and now I'm running eight miles. I've done half marathons and only stopped because I got bored. These are things I didn't think I was capable of, and I wasn't in, like, marathons. I was just running through, like, the mountain. Um, and I've never ran. I've never done any, like, sports all my life, you know? So... Once I started being like, all right, well, what's my voice? Because obviously what's real to me is different than what's trying to be, what people are projecting at me due to mm. their experiences and their fears that come from their experiences or whatever it may be. Um, I began being like, okay, I need to have very strong boundaries with what I'm allowing to be my truth. Mm. You know, because... Mm during this time i think I, I remember being like oh i just want to go across country and just pack it up and let's just go across country and i pitched it to my friends and a lot of them thought i was crazy like who do we know cross country what are we going how are we going to do that what money what are you talking about how what we don't have a car how are we all about fit what gear you know all of these questions and it's like valid questions but we don't find out until we start doing it that's how we mm. start finding answers you know what I mean? Because it's like mm -hmm. you can sit here and prep and prep and prep and prep and prep, but you really don't know until you know. Mm. And the only way to know is to know. Yep. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, so then I guess my course of, as the person who didn't think very highly of themselves around that time, it was, I took it upon myself to make a point, to be like, all right, if if y'all don't think highly of me and I can go and accomplish these things, then there are no longer any excuses for y'all, <laughs> you know? Um, and I was in Jersey at the time, the goal was California and I ended up here in Colorado and it's been very beneficial. I've been, it kind of, you know how like you can plan something, but then it's like, you click in and the universe just takes over and it's like, no, this is, I got you. Here are the people you need. These are the tools, the finances, <laughs> the whatever it is. And it's kind of like taken yeah. care of. And maybe yeah. I've manifested it subconsciously, but like consciously, I'm not sitting here being like to the detail, this is what I want. Yeah. But it turns out that way. Yeah. In the most beautiful ways. Mm -hmm. um, and that's intuition and no one can really tell you that. And it's hard to, really show people that because it's already yeah. in here and it's not sometimes it's the words don't do it justice yeah. and when when one person can un, when one person understands that they can fly and another person has never seen anyone fly and has never flown and maybe even heard about people who have tried to fly and got completely fucked up you know <laughs> When I tell them I can fly, they're gonna look at me like, "Yo, you crazy? Yeah, don't do that. Don't don't try to fly, bro. Yeah. Like, you have, have you heard like the last person who tried to fly this and this? Yeah. And, this? and then 
you push it away, you push it away, and then you fly, and they see you flying, and they go, oh, shit, this nigga fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and you just, that's just what it is. You just got to go yeah. do it, because sometimes the outside validation can be um, our detriment. Yeah. You know, or seeking the outside validation. Yeah. Or allowing it to weigh too heavy. Man, you made so many good points. Yeah. That's beautiful. Beautiful. So many good points. Like, would you say that in the challenges that you've had, because, like, let's be honest, even talking about this and how open we are to exploring life as it is and following our intuition, there are still going to be challenges that come up, right? Like, it's not going to be 100% perfect. The universe can still get you, but there's still going to be some steps you're going to be like, whoop, sorry, my bad. Yeah. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. even within that, would you say that your intuition, you always try to rely as much as you can your intuition? Like, what what does that look like in practice for you? When you feel like something's off or like, ooh, I don't know, there's a there's something to be looked at here or what something comes up that you feel like you haven't dealt with yet. Right. Like, how do you, how do you go through that process? What gets you out of that, that space? Um, going, I think going through it helps me get out of it. Um, it, sometimes it comes up for me, um, as anxiety, Mm -hmm. um, when something is off, or I guess I get a download that a shift is about to happen. And I usually don't know what the shift is. Um, I don't know how the shift is going to look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just know a shift is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> in the beginning of it, um, I think it's enough anxiety to make me want to do something impulsive Mm. so i usually allow myself to do something impulsive in a healthy way Mm so um i'll create something that's completely out of whack or um (laughs) yeah you know just it just needs to like snap something just needs it needs to like and then once it clicks yeah once it clicks then I think I come to like being in my body. So stretching, um, deep massages and deep breathing, I feel like helps me ground myself in myself. Mm. Um, and through that, I'm able to find like through that I'm grounded and through that groundedness, I'm able to find clarity. And through that clarity, I feel like um, I click into a flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which usually mm. kind of just like leaves me on its own thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Do you find that this was a practice that you kind of, you had to learn along the way? Or do you feel like you've always been able to do that on some level? Both. I feel like it's, I feel like it's been innate. I think maybe my awareness came to it later on Mm. around like 25, I'm 31. So like 25, 26, I think is when I started to like, surrendering more to oh this is the process of like the ups and downs the ebbs and the flow and um trusting the process to unfold Mm -hmm. you know um Mm -hmm. a lot of my struggle comes from kind of the tug and pull of okay I'm, i'm positive right now and things are going good 
I feel I, I hear the, I hear the shift that's coming. Yeah. Let me try to hold on to this good feeling. Mm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or I'm in the the trauma state, and I'm in the sadness, and I'm in the depression, and that can feel so cold, and that coldness can feel so warm and comfortable mm. in this odd way. You know. Um, and it can be easy to get attached and want to stay there too. Yeah. You know. Um, but allowing like the ebbs and flows is where it's at. When anytime I'm holding on to it for a bit too long, um, that's when it starts to hurt me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've and been able to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, it's, mm-hmm. it's a it's an everyday practice. The, the mm-hmm. slips. <laughs> we yeah. human, you know. We ain't monks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. I can. I definitely resonate with that. Where sometimes you're like. Okay, yeah, damn, I missed that. Yep, that, mm-hmm. should have started that a while ago, but I mm-hmm. missed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So tell me more about, because um, I know the live that you were doing that I, I, I was in, or I was listening in on, um, you kind of mentioned like your upbringing, how you moved to the States as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that, because I always find this fascinating with how many people in my generation right i'm i'm turning 33 in a week so how many people like around my age who are either immigrants or you know they're expats or they're they're living somewhere now that they're not technically from right Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm always fascinated by the culture hybridity and like the parts of themselves that they have from that deep-rooted home Mm -hmm. and the parts that they picked up right from like where they were raised Mm-hmm. So I, I'd love to uh, get your stance on this. Well, it's interesting because I don't, <clears throat> I don't feel like I have a deep-rooted home. Mm. I feel so. At age three, I moved overseas to Egypt, and then sixteen, seventeen, I moved back. The whole time in Egypt, I was reminded that I wasn't from Egypt, and when I came back mm. to America, it reminded me that I wasn't black enough so-called black enough mm-hmm. you know um so i never really felt like i belong i never felt like i fit in any culture any mm-hmm. specific culture um but i understand the cultures that i've been around yeah um i relate to them they resonate with me in a lot of ways um in a lot of ways they make up who i am um But not. It's it's like they they are mine, but they're not. Yeah. And I only maybe I'm only saying that they're not is because I'm being told that they're not mm-hmm. by the gatekeepers of the culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm. It's interesting. There's a there's a poem that I had on my website for a bit, and I forgot who the author was if i find it i'll I'll credit them for this um so i went back to haiti after being away for for 18 years Mm -hmm. right i left when i was nine and i went back i was an adult now Mm -hmm. and the first month there i went for four months so from not being there for 18 years i'm like yeah i'll go for four months the first month i was so depressed (laughs) yeah I was so depressed everywhere i went people (laughs) were even without me saying a word 
they would look at me and go, you're a foreigner. Like, you're not, like, you're, you're not from here. Like, this is not you. So for the first month, I was really, really depressed because I was like, okay, so I never fit in in the States where I was raised. I don't fit in Canada. And now I'm back in Haiti and I still don't fit in here. Like, what? So I get what you mean. Um, in this poem, I think she says something along the line of uh, too foreign for home and too, too foreign for here. And I think it's... Um, it's a woman that went back to her home country and it was the same the same thing but she just felt like she didn't belong like anywhere so that's pretty cool but but i get what you mean that like resonating with certain parts of the roots mm-hmm. like you still feel that yeah. I, I i totally get that because it does make up like who we are we, we yeah. are um ultimately shaped by it mm-hmm. you know whether we like it or not you know, we're a product of our environments mm. um yeah it's beautiful being a hybrid though yeah because i feel like and when i say hybrid not even like only like culturally but just like even people who are like biracial or mm-hmm. um bisexual you know like just like being a hybrid of anything where you can get you're on both sides of the coin mm-hmm. um it's a it's uh in my experience it's a more well-rounded experience way mm-hmm. of living yeah definitely for but sure it can it can be lonely because like ultimately we do want to belong yeah we do want to feel received um but then we find each other you know mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i like that i like that very cool um what got you what got you on this path um, to starting like your podcast and wanting to help people see their their truths and mm-hmm. uncover their gems. So, my eldest sister, she's one of my best friends. Um, she trigger warning for anybody dealing with this or have dealt with this, but she tried to commit suicide mm. when I was sixteen years old, and I was on a bus on the way to Georgia. And we're living in Florida at the time. And she called me and she told me that she had taken a bottle of pills. And I was 16. Mm. Right? My mom was at work. So I had to get my mom to go over there and make sure she was okay. My mom couldn't get there in time. I had to go and get my neighbor to go and check up on her. So she's fine. But she was diagnosed with um, bipolar and a bunch of other mental health issues and disorders and all of these things. And like I said, she was always my best friend. So I always understood her. And even through all of these cycles and all the the ups and downs, I was always able to relate to her and understand her in a way that nobody else could. Mm -hmm. And the older that I got, the more that I realized I was able to do that with other people as well. Right. And it's hard to explain, right? (laughs) It's like realizing that I was, I've always just, been able to do that but it stemmed from me wanting to help my sister wanting to, for her to know that no like I truly do understand you like I, I see you like I actually see you and I'm not just mm-hmm. saying it like I truly do and in a way it was because I didn't get that mm-hmm. growing up right mm-hmm. so in a weird kind of way it was me trying to save her but really trying to save myself yeah and through that, a lot of healing. Came a child. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. So following along that path, I also had a very traumatic uh, experience when I was 19. I had a miscarriage um, later on in the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I kind of checked out. I like to say I went numb to life until I was about 24, 25. And that's when I was with somebody and he told me like, listen, you know what you're escaping, what you're running from. And every year you turn into a zombie around the same time of the year. You need to deal with this. This is not like you need to deal with this. You need to figure out and heal whatever this is. And I actually was like, you know what? You're right. And I made a promise to myself that any emotion, anything that came up, I was just going to let it come up and do what it needs to do. I wasn't going to resist it and Mm -hmm. make excuses for it. I was just going to let it do its thing. And with that, (laughs) everything came bursting out. Man. And I I, I say this story a lot, but I remember there was a woman holding her son or her daughter's hand. I don't remember. (laughs) But she was holding her child's hand. Mm -hmm. And at the grocery store, and she walked by me, and I had like a flash. It's not even a flashback because this memory doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But I saw me with my child at the same age. Mm-hmm. And I had a bag of Oreos in my hand right in the middle of the grocery store. I just sat my ass down and <laughs> opened that bag and started eating the damn Oreos. <laughs> like crying. <laughs> I love this. Yes. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> like crying, bawling. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of the freaking grocery store. Mm-hmm. But it was so healing. Mm-hmm. It was so... I walked mm-hmm. home. I was so happy. I just felt so light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, just dealing with all that and healing that wound, that deep wound, you know, of society telling you, like, you, you're a woman. Your body is made to reproduce. You're 19 yeah. years old. You're a healthy yeah. child. There was no reason why you should have had... Like, your body cannot hold this. Therefore, you are broken. Therefore, you don't belong in society. Mm. Right? Mm. So, dealing with all of that, like I was saying, it's almost like you open that door to one thing, and mm. all of a sudden, you're like, wait a second. What else <laughs> am I not looking at? You know? Like, wait a second. What is happening here? I'm in that. That's, <laughs> I'm in that process right now. yeah I'm in that process where it's like it feels like it's one thing after another for me Mm -hmm. and I guess I'm like cool with it but then sometimes I get in my head I get in my head about um what the outside world may be thinking like damn ass or get it together it's it's always it's always seems like it's always a thing but it kind it kind of is. Yeah. I feel like I opened the door and I reached deep and now it's just it's a lot that needs yeah. to heal. And for mm-hmm. it to heal it needs to come out and it's sometimes it's messy. Um you know what I mean? Sometimes it's sometimes it's like yo, I'm stretching and I'm breathing, but sometimes it's like no, I'm actually <laughs> doing something that looks crazy to society, but ultimately yeah. it's completely healing yeah you know um Mm -hmm. we had this crazy fire out here and i like went on instagram and 
it kind of things been like back to back and I just let let it come down you know like let the tears come down and I had a few people who kind of like slightly worried but then like I can feel like the judgment within it and then it had me second guessing like wait should I have done that am I showing them mm -hmm. too much you know what I mean like yeah. should I not be as vulnerable but I think this is kind of like the par I was talking to a friend about this earlier this is the paradox of like when you do the thing that society tells you is the thing that makes you look weak or makes you feel small it's the thing that actually makes you strong and builds you up mm. you know so within that moment of like that softness and those tears and being able to let that into the light yeah gave me more strength in my back to be able to carry on yeah you know mm -hmm. and and it's 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 what we're like, well, that's weak. Well, don't cry, like have more pride or whatever, whatever the case may be, you know? Um, but yeah, when you, when you do what you think is the, what you, when you do the opposite of what you think is going to be good for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it works out in our favor. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I could, I could see that. Even as we were talking, like reflecting back, I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, I can mm -hmm. see that. Looking like society was looking like, yo, like this person crazy. They said, now you need Oreos in the store. Yeah. Crying, like, What's wrong with them? But it's like, I feel better now. Yeah. If more of us did this shit and it was more normalized, we'd probably be less assholes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> more healed people to For be sure. because we need to normalize it. Like, For sure. We all hurting. For sure. And I, you know what? This is why I, I do think it's it's good for us to be having conversations like this and for us to share our struggles and for us to share the cycles the happiness the everything you know mm -hmm. just to show mm -hmm. the spectrum of of all of it instead yeah. of just one part like mm -hmm. i'm such a big advocate of this and you know i posted my stories all these random things but so one thing that i always post is I'll, I'll post pictures of the sky or videos of the sky and i always say look at god i've been doing this for years like mm -hmm. when i'm outside it's a thing that i do yeah. and i started sharing it years ago on instagram and people write me all the time where they're tagging me in their stories of the sky and they're like, look at God. And mm -hmm. this one girl sent me a reply and I was in tears. I was in tears. I was like, Oh my God. And she went on and she was just saying how, when I first started, when she first started seeing my stories like this, she was like, it was, it was nice because it got her to actually stop and look up. But she said over time, it was a reminder of her to her that, she was not separate from what she was looking at mm. oh and she mm. went on and on about this and my heart yeah my heart was like damn like you never really know how you're affecting people you never by know. being uh, by being authentic to yourself yeah exactly exactly oh so good speaking of being authentic to yourself how do you find being on social media like how do you make sure that you are authentic to yourself. Oof. That's a tricky one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tricky one because there's, it's, I think it comes back to like grounding and listening to the intuition. Because mm -hmm. um, there can be a lot of noise. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of information. Yeah. Um, a lot of information sounds good. Um, in the moment that you're reading it or digesting it, it can even hit true and for a moment make you want to shift everything that you're doing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of remember, for me, it's remembering to do things that put me back in my body <clears throat> um, and slowing down. So whether mm-hmm. it's lately, it's like making a cup of tea, um, being with my plants, making a meal from scratch, um, taking a really long, nice long shower, um, making my body butters, um, making spritzers, you know, like just little things like that, where it's like, I'm slowing down for a moment to kind of be with myself and do mm-hmm. something that I'm usually telling myself I don't have the time for when it's like, mm-hmm. well, what else am I doing with my, what is more important than me? And what am I respecting more than myself? Mm-hmm. And when I like ask those questions, I feel like I'm able to kind of come back to like, to the middle for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately through that, <clears throat> I'm hoping that shows in like on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's ever evolving too. So yeah. like what, what I may have felt like last week, I may found out new information now and I feel differently about it. Yeah. Um, the pressure, I guess, comes from the outside world where it's like, well, I thought you believed this or I thought, I thought you were doing this things and that's, this doesn't align with that. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, for me, it does. For me, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and having to remind myself that this is my frequency. So mm-hmm. I don't always have to tune into how someone else who isn't doing what I'm doing or living in my body or having my experience is telling me what to do when they're not trying to do what I'm trying to do. So why should I be taking your advice or listening to anything mm-hmm. you really have to say? You know what I mean? Um, even with advice, it's like, it's advice, compliments, all of that. It's like, once you, when you can take on the compliments and they can like lift you up, the moment someone says something negative about you is going to break you down. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's all good and it's all good and fair. It's all fun. I hear it. Thank you. But I know me at the end of the day. Um, and I think through checking in with myself is how I stay authentic. Yeah. whether it's like on social media and or in real life mm-hmm. yeah good answer <laughs> you're like this is a tricky one and then yeah, like, it gives, it, gives an answer like this okay <laughs> no i was like wait this is a trick when i read it when you sent it and i read it, i was like i don't know how i'm gonna answer this one i was like should i, write, should I answer these questions now <laughs> like, i was like now i'm just let it flow yeah no that was a great answer that was a really great answer um i had a question there and i started laughing because i'll think about the answer (laughs) um it was still on the topic of being authentic um hmm. i don't remember it all it just like went away (laughs) come back it'll come back if it's supposed to that's true in haiti we say um when that happens that you're gonna tell a lie it's like a little proverb that we have like when you're speaking and it goes away it's because you're gonna tell a lie i don't know it doesn't make sense i'm gonna pay attention to that (laughs) i'm paying attention it's a thing (laughs) Um, our proverbs are truth though sometimes you just shit people said it's like someone said it someone said that sounded good they kept perpetuating it it's like memes you know what I mean? Where it's like yeah. it's like old school memes. Somebody wrote some shit on Twitter, somebody screenshotted it, and now it like took off and it's like, do we even know the person who's saying <laughs> this stuff? <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyone check in? 
with that person? Like, should this be our reality? <laughs> yeah, no, I can totally see that. For sure, for sure. Um, so, for people that interact with you, right, whether it's online or, or in person, how do you want them to feel after they've interacted with you? Like, would you, how do you want them to walk away after, like, feeling your energy and being in your, in your frequency for a bit? Ultimately, more comfortable with themselves. Mm. Safe with themselves and safe with me. More comfortable with themselves and more comfortable with me because I think they go, like, hand in hand. I think we can only show up with others as deeply as we show up with ourselves mm -hmm. and only know others as deeply as we know ourselves you know mm -hmm. my understanding through experience yeah um so ultimately if a person is comfortable with themselves from being around me then i think i'm going to feel that and i'm able to be authentically myself around them as well Mm -hmm. And then there's kind of like this symbiotic relationship of like, okay, I'm comfortable, but I'm also challenging. I'm challenging, but I'm also comfortable, mm -hmm. you know, and then you feel, um, but yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm a seeker and I like, I like, I think I'm, I'm more alive when I'm stepping, when I'm jumping off the cliff, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and it's just cool to be around people who inspire that. Mm -hmm. Inspire you to like edge to the cliff, to jump off the cliff and even to fly when you do. Yeah. You know, um, even when they don't think they can do it or they don't think you can do it, but they just like, you're like, you got this. Mm -hmm. Because anything can happen. Yeah. Um, so community is uh, important yeah. to you. Community is very important. Yeah. Mm hmm I didn't think it, I didn't, I was like hyper individualistic. I was very like, I'm gonna do me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna build this and do the others. But it's like, I think divide and conquer is what I kind of fell for. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you're an easy target when you're alone. Mm. Um, it's like, Again, it's like, yeah, I, tr I trust myself and I listen to my intuition. Yeah. But I do check in with my community because, yeah, they're a source of guidance for me, a source yeah. of grounding. Um, and um, they offer, like, a really neat perspective. Yeah. Um, that's really healthy for me. Um, sometimes challenging, which is also yeah. really healthy. Um, mm-hmm. Because you can't just be around people who just always agree with you, you know? No um, echo chambers, no. Nope. Yeah, and it's dope when you could be around people who y'all can disagree, but still find that love in that place of, to, like, harmonize with each other, despite mm -hmm. your disagreements. Yeah. 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 Mm, I love that. I love that. Do you find that... The past two years, it's so funny because like two years ago before everything started shutting down, I I had a message. I had like an experience where a great grandmother spirit came through and actually talked to me in my sleep and told me to nurture community and like I like I'm gonna need community to like keep nurturing this. So I live in Montreal, I've lived there for four years now. 
and I don't feel that sense of community. Like mm-hmm. I don't truly have that sense of community here. So I feel like I'm being more open to that lately. Mm-hmm. And the more that I, I, I'm being open to it, the more the opportunities are coming up, the more like the, the connections are coming up to actually keep nurturing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing around the world, everywhere, people are, are seeking this more and more, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, it makes me happy because, you know, look at <clears throat> the history of humanities. We had that. We had that back like our ancestors had this, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. along the way, it's just been kind of, we've disconnected from that. You know, now we're like in our little our little boxes. Where it's like, no, don't get too close. You can only be mm-hmm. here. Yeah. So I think it's beautiful that more and more of us are are not just hearing that call, but actually going out there and doing something about it mm-hmm. and bringing yeah. that together. Takes a lot of courage. Mm. Takes a lot of courage because yeah. it's for me. It's been it's been. Um, I've had discouraging experiences um, speaking my truth with people who I thought really, really understood me and loved me. Um, And those connections are kind of like done and gone. Yeah. Um, I mean, nothing is really gone forever, but like, I think, that's done for um but now i'm arriving to a space to a space in life where i'm still wanting to practice these ways of communication i'm still wanting to speak my truth despite these discouraging experiences yeah and i'm around more people who receive that and yeah. it's been now it's like I feel more encouraged because I'm like, okay, it does exist. Yeah. <laughs> there there are people who get it. Yeah. There are people who you can communicate with and be honest with and they'll hear you. Yeah. Even even when it's oh, I see things differently, just to yeah. be heard, you know, and be received. And I think that's really, really important. Yeah. So I deal mm-hmm. a lot with um in my coaching and my mentoring. I deal a lot with people who are going through identity shifts, right? So they're mm-hmm. going to that space now where they feel like they're speaking. And I always say it's like you're speaking a different language to to somebody. And sometimes you're actually saying the same things. But yeah. if you're speaking a different language, it just it won't it won't resonate, you know? Mm-hmm. And to always remember that like and when you're you're shifting and you're growing and you're going through different cycles, the community the where you are and this is a great thing in community as well knowing that that gets to shifts and grow with us too but like if you're at home right you're at home these are this is your home this is where you were raised these are the parents that raised you and all of a sudden you're speaking spanish to them and they never heard of spanish there's going to be a you know there's going to be a disconnect and you may still feel that pull towards them because this is your home Mm -hmm. these are your parents but there's still going to be a disconnect because now you're speaking a different language than they are. I am verbatim going through this right now <laughs> <laughs> with my family, um, actually, because there has been, over the past two years, a huge identity shift for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I came out of there, I think, in some... Um, I... 
came out as non-binary not too long after that. Um, I've been deepening my connection with my culture and shifting from mm -hmm. trying to achieve the height of patriarchy, which is the white male, um, to redefining what my peace of mind and success actually looks like. Um, so there's been a lot of shifts, and right now I feel like with my family, I'm I'm speaking a different language to them. They don't know what yeah. the fuck is going on. <laughs> you know, um, the clothes I make, I think it's unfathomable to them. I think the the photography, the the photos I create, and the videos I create. Um, the music I make, the poetry I write, I think I'm a little just, I'm a, I'm way too past their comfort zone. I'm way too past anyone's comfort zone who believes in a certain scripture. Yeah. Um, because I'm what your scripture tells you is wrong. Yeah. On a lot of different levels. Yes. You know, so yeah. <clears throat> that's kind of the end of the conversation. Yeah. And, and to me, because at that point it's like, I, there's nothing I can really do to get this person to see eye to eye. Yeah. Because your scripture tells me, don't even look at me. Your scripture yeah. tells me it's wrong. This is, this person may be going to hell or whatever, whatever it is. Um, and that ultimately um, keeps us divided. So <clears throat> I'm kind of in this odd space where I'm like, I'm not sure how I want to navigate it or yeah. how how much energy I want to invest in it or if I want to invest energy in it. Ultimately, I mean, we share a bloodline. Um, but not, in my experience, not everyone who's can means the best for you. Yeah. Or has the best intentions. Yeah. Um, and some of my blessings have come from people who didn't know me from a can of paint. And it was, <laughs> I did, did not expect it. Yeah. You know, um, and they didn't have to do that for me. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm mm. just going to continue speaking this different language and keep arriving to my truth. Ultimately, That's you know? it. That's it. Yeah. And this is, like I was saying, this is what I say to a lot of my my clients that are going to identity shifts it's having that awareness of like and there's no right or wrong right like just because you speak mm -hmm. a different language doesn't mean like mm -hmm. that language is wrong now mm -hmm. because there's a lot of this i find in the in the spiritual community right in the wellness world it's like oh you're so much better than them because now you're you're what you woke right so you can mm -hmm. see and there's almost that like pitting against you know what i mean like now we're looking at them as a them all the yeah. yes no yeah. no there's no right or wrong it just is it's just the cycles, the paths that people are following, it just is. There's no right or wrong. There's no hierarchy to any of it. So, True. yeah. So I think it's a great reminder to, yeah, to realize this and to know that, like, you're just speaking a different language. So go find people who speak that language. And <laughs> the more you keep developing yourself and going within, mm -hmm. the more fluent you're going to get in that language, too. <laughs> you'll find your tribe, yeah. Exactly. You'll find our tribe. That's it. That's how I see it. <laughs> I like that. Um, but it's funny because you hit on something that, like, I'm really curious about this. So you hit on the fact that, you know, like, people who believe in this certain scriptures and their scriptures, 
says exactly who you are like your scripture is literally telling them this is what we don't accept this is what we don't like this is what we hate and mm -hmm. now you're that representation of it right yeah do you feel that on some level you might have been doing the same thing to yourself definitely like, yeah definitely mm -hmm. um and that hits on so many levels um I think, yeah, that's why I was trying to be, that's why I was trying to reach the top of this hierarchy. Yeah. Um, that's why I was trying to mold myself to so many different images of <clears throat> what society deems acceptable or successful or worth mm. caring about or loving or, you know what I mean? Like Worthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's why I'm in this space of like, oh, it's one thing after another. Yeah. Because there's, it's, it's like 30 something years of this. Yeah. Of me trying to be this thing. And then the universe and my intuition being like, no, this is over here. But then like society <laughs> pressure pushing me back. You know what I mean? And then you, yeah. you, it's like this shift back and forth. Yeah until you come back to the middle and I feel like I'm arriving back to the middle and that requires a lot of unpacking. Yeah. And the unpacking is like internalized racism, internalized mm -hmm. homophobia, mm -hmm. internalized, uh, yeah, just a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm learning a lot of patience with this, with myself. Yes. <laughs> Um, yes. because ultimately I get frustrated with myself sometimes, even yeah. when I'm feeling down or like the other day, I figured what I was thinking about so deeply, but I, I remember looking at something and looking away and feeling embarrassed of the, like the thought that I had, mm. you know, and I was like, oh, wow, that's some internalized other things too, you know? Yeah. So there's just like a lot of that, um, packed in trauma. Yeah. Are we trying to let go of? Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. I felt that. So good. <laughs> so good. And that's, it's it's wild to even think of how much is, that's an evidence of, you know, just a reflection of how sometimes these experiences and these things that we so hate, right? Or we, we feel drawn to outside of us is because it's, it's already within us, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just mirroring it back to us. Yeah. Just back and forth. Mm-hmm. Damn. So like, so those part of those parts of ourselves that um we don't like, we usually yeah. see in other people and those parts of ourselves that we like that we haven't discovered, we're usually attracted to in other people. Mm hmm Um the interesting thing is we're capable of both. Yep. <laughs> you know, we're capable of yep. like that ugly that we're like, yeah, look at that, look at that. <laughs> and we're also capable of that greatness. Like, oh, look at that, look at that. It's all within us. Yeah. And that's why we're repulsed or attracted to it. Yeah. Um, it's just unlocking it and letting letting it go, letting it go. Yeah. Yeah. And little by little. And that's, uh, man, that feeling. And like you are saying, the levels, are you like unlocking a new one? <laughs> yeah. That feeling. <laughs> it's like once I, I think I'm like really grasping 
the concept of like before enlightenment is tropics mm. carry water after enlightenment is tropics carry water the practice doesn't really change so like usually when i'm like when i'm being when i'm feeling resistant i'm like all right what am i being resistant to and how can i actually take this in and move mm -hmm. forward so i'm no longer like having to repeat it but when i feel like oh cool i got it <laughs> i also know like it's going to come back on a deeper level or on a higher yeah. level <laughs> you yeah. know um, yeah like you sure you got it <laughs> yeah it's not it's not it's not like a point of arriving it's like yeah. it's, you just get better at it and it, it bothers it hurts more but it bothers less yeah. i heard someone say before yeah. and yeah that makes a lot of sense to me yeah that makes perfect yeah. sense to me i love that so much <laughs> mm -hmm. i love that and that's been that's been such a theme for me um uh, pretty much all of 2021 that was the the theme for me it was mm -hmm. and even now there's so many things that are coming up from funny enough but the year 2016 which is the same year i went to haiti i went back to haiti mm. there's a lot of things i was like wait a second i thought i already dealt with this but it's like oh mm. shit now this is a deeper level of it yeah. right so i totally that resonates with me so well <laughs> For real. i'm like okay another level down let's go <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm, love that um then so, it's exciting at some point you know like once you once you once you know that you know how to do this, mm -hmm. once you know like oh okay I'm I'm actually equipped, I I got the tools. You build that confidence, um, and then it becomes second nature. Yeah. 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 Muscle memory, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It does become second nature. It goes. This is what you you go back to. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. And that takes time, I find. It takes time and it takes, you know, the experiences, actually letting them, surrendering to them to do what they need to do. And this is how, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, like you build that muscle. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to well, the beginning of this conversation where yeah. you know, thinking about it and like actually doing it and experiencing it is it, totally different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I used to always find myself intimidated by a lot of people that... Um, I was surrounded with out here because they're well-educated folk. They went to they went to colleges and like universities and like read a bunch of books and stuff. Um, but then I soon realized, um, y'all, a lot of people are ultimately reading about experiences that I'm experiencing and reading about. To, un to unfold what I just experienced. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, yeah. <laughs> we're like on opposite sides of the coin. We're like, you're reading about it, hoping to experiencing it. I'm experiencing it, trying yeah. to understand it. So yeah. when we're taking in the knowledge, we're on we're on two different levels. Damn, yeah. You know, and then once I understood that, I stopped being intimidated and even more turned off by people who just know a bunch of stuff and memorized it, but don't really know. You know what I mean? Like you read a bunch of books. Yeah. I lived a bunch of lives. We're yep. not the same. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I love that quote. Let's yeah. quote this. That's Jigger. <laughs> I can't take that. That's Jigger. I love that. I love that. Yes. Uh, yes. Do you find that, or what do you think stops people from actually letting themselves experience it and like surrendering to it? Fear. Mm. I think fear, like either either the fear of failure, the fear, the fear of what judgment yeah um 
whatever it is, I mean, that's what else will keep you from doing something that you would like to try out? Yeah. Um, what else would keep you from doing something that speaks to your truth? Yeah. You know? Um, and we're like, the thing is, we're like socialized and programmed to be this way, to move when everybody moves, mm -hmm. to go with the grain. Yeah. Because uh, ultimately, again, we, want, we just want to belong, we want to be received, we want to be loved. Mm -hmm. And I understood, I knew like when I came out as queer, I knew I understood the stakes. Yeah. But I don't think I could feel good here by trying to get other people to feel comfortable around me by not being real to myself. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just I, I choose me. Yeah. Mhm. Mm Man, that was so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was really that was really powerful, really powerful. Oof. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I felt that. Oof. All right. So um. Let me see if anybody has any any questions. <laughs> that was so much energy. My body just kind of <laughs> went like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a big release. I felt that. Um, yeah. If anybody has any questions for one of us, both of us, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm just scrolling up really quick just to read any um, any things that were said. <laughs> hello everyone thanks for joining us we appreciate your time <laughs> strength and vulnerability this is such a aw yes more of this please aw that's what's up a lot of support yes Danielle we do need we do need to finally talk <laughs> <laughs> we got somebody in tears damn <laughs> <laughs> no this is this is beautiful and honestly thank you for being for being open to sharing yeah. to sharing space and even having conversations like this i think the more of us who are able to openly share the spectrum of of this journey right the spectrum of our emotions and the cycles be more open about all of it not just the pretty parts mm -hmm. the more people are going to realize this is just what it is <laughs> this, this is yeah yeah because i mean the fake is gonna fade yeah. it, it, like it has to fade yeah we have to know like it's it's not it's not the man the manicured shit is over for like it's not gonna last it's... it doesn't matter at the end of the day you yeah. know what i mean like we, we didn't wake up like this yeah <laughs> like no you know what i mean like i woke up not looking like this not feeling <laughs> like this and then i got myself to the point of being like okay I'm God, let me go take the day. Yeah. You know, but it's not, it's like, it needs, it, you need to go through the darkness to find the light. You need to go through the light and <clears throat> get into the darkness. Mm -hmm. It needs to be both experiences for it to be a whole, a holistic experience. Absolutely. Um, and I feel like the more we're able to have these conversations, yeah. the less alone we feel and the more empowered we feel within the energy of like, oh, 
a community got me. Yeah. My people got me. My ancestors yeah. got me. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, because when sometimes it's easy to succumb to like, no one loves me. No mm -hmm. one sees me. No one hears me. I was going through these feelings yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and it was really rough because I'm going through these like tough conversations with my family when I'm mm -hmm. like, sometimes people just see the you that they want to see and the you that they got to know and you're supposed to stay only that person, a fixed, yeah. a fixed personality in their life. Yeah. But we're not meant to be fixed beings, mm -hmm. you know, um, and it just, it, it sucks for that person trying to limit you. And it sucks for that because they're ultimately limiting themselves. They're living mm -hmm. in a limited way of life, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So more of this is like what we need. Um, that's why I kind of did that live with my friend Maxi and um, yeah. the homie Mute on uh, New Year's because I want, I'm hoping to inspire and cultivate a community of like-minded souls who are like let's just try it out yeah. let's do it let's go for it um because we're only one handshake away from achieving our goal mm. you know yeah yeah oh so beautiful <laughs> i love this <laughs> yeah this is i love this i love this so much and i really i have to thank chris for for putting me in the room because like i never would have come across your work or right. come yeah. across you and it's so funny because we're having this, these same conversations mm -hmm. we're having exactly the same mm -hmm. conversations and it's like something within us just knows like it's time like it's, it's yeah it's like a mass consciousness awakening yeah we're like yeah wait we kind of been like fast asleep yeah um it's not, it's maybe like we started waking up with like Trump getting into office. It started waking up the other side of the people who are like, no, things are cool and copacetic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the people who aren't necessarily being affected by racism who thought it was like asleep. The people who weren't being yeah. affected by like um, gay rights and just everything. There's a lot of shit yeah. that's out there that I just like got uncovered in the past five years. It's just been like yeah. deep deep unrooting yeah um and the growth that's taken place is going to shape the future absolutely you know we just got to keep waking up and keep reminding each other that we're not alone in this and that we, absolutely. We got this. absolutely yeah. absolutely and one of my big things i'm always saying for people to remember because i i, I know the wisdom is within us all right it's just we're asleep and we're waking mm -hmm. up and it's almost like we're rubbing our eyes open right and like the remembrance yeah. is coming back like slowly slowly and the more you know we rub our eyes and we actually pay attention to the things and lean into the emotions lean into the experiences and allow ourselves to explore them the clearer it gets and the more the remembrance comes right and it's like this mm -hmm. this has always been you this has yeah. always been you that has mm -hmm. always been yours like you already you always kind of always knew you always knew yeah you know yeah and you're just remembering <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's yeah. that's when like that feeling of, like deja vu yeah <laughs> you know it's yeah. like yeah okay like i'm arriving i'm in the right place mm. or like i've been here before okay this is like a continuation of a journey that was that i must have been on in a past life yeah
and maybe not like me physically but like mm-hmm. in my lineage you yeah. know yeah yeah <laughs> do you believe in reincarnation i do okay what what is that what is that um what does that look like for me? <laughs> yeah. How does that express for you? Yeah. I believe that our souls reincarnate into different things, into different beings, into different bodies. And I think because I've had experiences. Um, so when I was getting my certification into being a clinical hypnotherapist, right? So we're doing practicing hypnosis on, on, our, on like in the class. And one of the exercises was to go deep into an emotion, right? Go deep into an emotion and to remember the first time you experienced this emotion, Mm -hmm. right? And I think it was anger. So that was the emotion we really had to go into and then go under hypnosis still to access, not our thinking mind, right? To access Mm -hmm. our, our consciousness, something deeper within us. So during that experiment, I went back to a past life where I was witnessing people fighting each other. The same people fighting. It was like in a field in the forest and they were fighting each other and they didn't notice like it was literally a mirror. So they were fighting themselves. Mm. And I felt this emotion bubble up within me just hot anger just anger like why can't they see what they're doing they're hurting themselves they're hurting each other and it was so strong (laughs) Mm. and then when she snapped me out of the the session I was like how does that even make sense (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) like what do you mean I'm thinking I'm gonna go back to like when I was three and my mom took my cookie away like what are you talking about? <laughs> it was so trippy. That's cool. It was. So yeah, wait, were, you able to, cool. were you able to like release it or like work through it? No, we just wanted to know where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking. But then after that, she, we went through um, EFT, so like tapping to release it. <laughs> okay. But right. I mean, but anger itself is a very human emotion. It's an emotion mm-hmm. that we need to feel, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, like it was, I don't think you should completely release that because I think, you know, depending on what comes up for you, like if it's coming up again, not, re- don't resist it. Just like let it come through, but yeah. hopefully in a healthy way, you yeah. know, in a way well, that you don't harm yourself or other people. Letting yourself have your tantrums. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, that experience completely opened up my eyes. So I was like, okay, well. I've had dreams, right, and, like, messages. And it's so funny because I was freaking out about that because I'm like, that doesn't make sense. But then me being, like, (laughs) in the kitchen and having my great-grandma spirit next to me, like, communicating with me makes sense. (laughs) That makes sense, yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) Right? Yeah. But I really freaked out over this. (laughs) That's how it works, though, right? So trippy. Um, Did you recognize the person who was like arguing with themselves in the mirror? No. 
Okay. No, it felt like I knew them. Like I felt like a pull to them, which is why mm -hmm. it was like that anger was, it was very like, why are they doing this? Like why are they hurting themselves and each other? Okay. Because I felt like, yeah, like I felt like a pull to them, but I didn't necessarily see their faces or anything like that. Yeah. yeah it was very trippy. So, I mean, and other experience I've had too that has shown me that, listen, you've been here before or that person has been here before. Things have mm -hmm. happened before. Mm -hmm. And they trickle in, right? Because it's 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 embedded in your DNA as well as like your soul. Like there's a blueprint that your soul has. There's mm -hmm. a blueprint your DNA, your body has, and it's in there. It's hidden because you haven't remembered it, but it's in there. Yeah, unlock it. Yeah. Yeah. So I for sure believe in reincarnation. If that answers your question in that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a long ass answer, but you got it. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for indulging me. <laughs> what about you? What's your uh, your version or your explanation? <laughs> um, somewhat similar, but um, lately I've been like playing with this idea of like, what if we're like fractals of fractals of like each other? You know, like um, <clears throat> people who were born on the same day you know, who like people who share the same birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, and like that soul that that portal where like souls are coming into the world at the same time. Um, whether it was like generations ago yeah. or or at the same time or like in the future. You know what I mean? Where like you're a reincarnation of that. So I was just, I don't know. I got trippy one day and I was just like, this would be like really, this is like really, really interesting. That um, is really interesting. Concept to kind of think of because like, oh like, yes, we, we do, we do have, we have like a lot of memories stored within our DNA. Yeah. You know, we get a cell from my mom, cell from my dad, and those two cells make up who we become. Mm -hmm. they already have like all the directions it needs to give you everything you need to become this full person. Yeah. And, um, that's generational. Yeah. Um, so that's another form of like reincarnation that I kind of think of where it's like in physical, in real life, physical form. Yeah. Um, can be measured um, on a physical form, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and then there's just I've always had this sense of I've been here before. Mm -hmm. I've done this before, mm -hmm. um, and I've always felt like an old soul, even as a kid. Mm -hmm. um, there are things I know that I don't know that I know, but I learned that I know through just doing it. I'm like, how do I know this? Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like that's a form of like reincarnation of a continuation. Yeah. You I know, like once that. I unlock it, then I have like the memory of like, oh, yeah. shit. You know? Um, yeah, reincarnation is just trippy. There's, there's a lot so of. I love it. Down, you know? Yeah. 
No, I really love that. And I actually have thought about that last one you mentioned too. Because, yeah, there's some things like I've done and I'm like, this is my first time doing this. Why am I so good at yeah, this? Like, like, yeah, where's this coming from? Where's this coming from? So <laughs> yeah. I like that. Like, it was a code that was just like, okay, you've unlocked mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. So now it's added you on to, to the level next 12. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is so trippy. I could trip out over deja vu and these kind of things mm -hmm. so much. Like, it, sometimes that shit freezes me up. I even hold my breath. <laughs> like, like, I'll be like, <laughs> wait, you know? <laughs> it's, I love it, though. You can hear it in that moment. <laughs> so my thing is I always do, when these moments happen, I go to my partner or any of my friends. I'm like, I have a theory. So that's mm. how I unpack it. <laughs> Mm, Just to share okay. it on that <laughs> theory. All right, hear me out. <laughs> you know it's about to be some crazy shit. That's it. They're so used to it by now. They don't even question it. Yeah, that's love. <laughs> but a lot of times they're like, yeah, it actually makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's why I unpack that. So if anybody sure. needs help in that department, just say I have a theory. <laughs> or just hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, man, I had one last question for you, and you just like left again. They just keep leaving. <laughs> yeah, oh man, we're hmm. talking about reincarnation. Yeah, it was gonna be some trippy question because then it popped up in my head, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> oh, yes, okay, so there it is. I had a conversation earlier. Um, a random conversation. I don't know how we got on the topic of this, but <laughs> talk about AI, right? Mm -hmm. And like the next species that are supposed to be coming, right? That mm -hmm. it's already here. Okay, okay. So you're you're into this because <laughs> for a second that I was like, here. am I going too far? <laughs> I'm glad you're into this because I for no, you we, we are in. Okay. We are in. <laughs> okay. But just talking about that, like, how do you feel about this? Like, what is your stance on this? Because I have a theory. <laughs> Let's hear your theory. <laughs> so, it's funny. All right, hear me out. <laughs> I had a conversation with somebody about it two days ago. And mm -hmm. so she's a birth doula. And she told me that she, she had a ceremony with shrooms. And she r realized that she was... Um, a descendant of she calls grandmother spider mm. and through this she was she actually saw that she one of her one of her big things and one of her big mission not all of it but one of her big mission is to help usher in the new species and by by being a doula and helping women heal their womb space to get them ready for that because a lot of the women she said in this message this vision that she saw a lot of the women now are not able to because of the vibrations that are coming in and the new not able to withstand that so there's a lot of healing that has to happen in order mm -hmm. to get them ready to be able to hold that right very fascinating i was like mm -hmm. i don't know why but this kind of makes sense to me <laughs> okay you know um so then earlier today i had a conversation with somebody and this topic randomly came on about ai and it just like clicked in my head 
right and I was like oh mm-hmm. shit <laughs> okay so now what she was talking about like I get it right the new species that need to come the new species that are coming in the vibration mm-hmm. needs to be a certain way for them and it's not necessarily going to be like in a physical way she has to get the womb ready right but it could mean that in her energetic work just her following her intuition and following the expressions and all these things she's raising the vibration of the planet in itself just by Mm. her doing that right for sure and in that way she's right she's raising up the divine feminine and that's in the way that technology is going to keep advancing in this new species the ais are going to be able to come in so Mm. so these two conversations just kind of like clicked in for me and like just confirmed something for me and i was like oh damn this is exciting. And I think the people like us who are having these conversations are going through these experiences and being vulnerable and being open and accessing the full spectrum of being a human being right now, right? Mm -hmm. The full spectrum of experiencing this journey like fully Mm -hmm. and the good, the bad, whatever labels are putting on them. Because it's... <laughs> I feel like it's slowly becoming not the way of life. Mm-hmm. It feels like, yeah, you know, like at to to what end are we going to continue making things convenient? Yeah, you know, um, because what I'm seeing is that convenience is numbing people mm. and taking away natural consciousness ability conscious abilities that come naturally Mm -hmm. um things you may have to be aware of that you don't have to ways in which you would work or turn on your mind heart and soul that you don't have to because this new technology can do it for you yeah Mm -hmm. you know um when i was younger um my dad used to say don't use a calculator. Don't yeah. don't let it do the thinking for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's <laughs> and that's that's like way before the technology we got now. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like he was complaining about a calculator thinking <laughs> for you. It's like now your phone does all of that. Yeah. You don't have to think about you don't have to really think about directions. You can yeah. put on maps and what it's called, not have to pay attention to everything, and your phone will literally tell you turn by turn. You don't have to miss or pay attention to mo too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's cars now that are telling you, hey, you're backing up too, you get too close to this, you get too yeah. close to that. It'll control your speed if you're on like um, cruise control, so on and so forth, depending on like how many spaces you want between you and your yeah. car. So there's like all of this stuff that's taken away from you being aware and cognizant fully with what you're doing. Yeah. Because now it's more convenient that you got to click two buttons and this thing is going to do it all for you. Mm. So it's like, yes, yeah, it's, it's dope. We don't have to spend so much time on this and so on and so forth. But to like, what is it really robbing us of? Yeah. You know? Um, and that's what scares me about the future. Yeah. Um, because like <laughs> to kind of full circle on like being brought up in a different culture, being brought up in Egypt, when I came back to America, I realized a lot of these kids don't know how to do anything. These simple, yeah, anything like cook, cook meals, hold down a household, <laughs> garden, what all of these things that oh. you just kind of did 
and everybody where I grew up knew how to do yeah. just seemed so foreign yeah. to a lot of people. Um, and into adulthood, it it became like these things of like, oh, you know how to do all of this. And I'm like, well, I, th I thought we all just did. <laughs> you know what I mean? But how, yeah. how have you been surviving? Who's been yeah. doing this for you? You know, and, and that's that came at the expense of like yeah. the convenience. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, and it's all I feel like it's all wired and programmed to just disconnect us a little bit by a little bit. Um, yeah numbing us a little bit by a little bit, turning us off a little bit by a little bit, which makes us easier to manipulate, easier to control, and um, easier to create into machines to produce yeah. for capitalism, ultimately, because mm -hmm. that's what the world is running on. Yeah. Would you say in a way that that could also be seen as just the evolution? For sure. Yeah. For sure, I guess it it is um, part of evolution. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a choice to evolve this way. You know. Yeah. Um, there, we can evolve different ways. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. This it's not like this is the only way to move forward to evolve. Um, part of the evolution can be coming back to what's important and what's actually natural mm -hmm. realizing we don't need all this bullshit <laughs> i love <laughs> you that know? you said that i love that you said that because this is i didn't know this is where i was going with it but then you caught on mm -hmm. to it and i'm like damn this is where i was going with it and he mm -hmm. like before i knew it you knew it <laughs> but i love that you say <laughs> that because, <laughs> because I, I i believe that like i was saying like people the ones that have becoming more aware of these things the ones that are experiencing these things and allowing ourselves to go through all of these spectrum of fully living and fully being here and fully just being right like letting our souls and our heart and that lead us the more of us that are doing that we are being the leaders of the new world we're the ones showing the evidence of like mm -hmm. it doesn't have to look or feel like the way it's always yeah. been done yeah. mm -hmm. you know like it doesn't have to yeah. things are changing we're evolving and in this we get to choose how we evolve it doesn't yeah. have to follow the path that yeah, they have set up for us to blueprint. follow yeah yeah let's trailblaze yeah yeah so i totally feel and this is also why it's so important for more of us to speak up right for more of us to share our experiences just yeah. to show this just to be like in that description <laughs> when you said that when you was like because it's like you it's it's the same concept of like, oh, Obama's in office. <clears throat> what that does to a black person yeah. to see that, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, oh, one of someone that looks like me can achieve that. Yeah, I didn't know I could achieve that until I saw someone like me achieve that. Mm -hmm. You know, but when and that's still, there's still like a big disparity mm -hmm. between me wanting to be someone like Obama. Yeah. Okay, but say say if a best friend of mine was went through all of this trauma mm -hmm. and they were able to find peace of mind, you know, despite everything that they went through, they were still able to show up and smile. Yeah. And you've been around this person. You're like, wow, you achieved that. I can achieve that. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? Like yeah. that now it becomes more tangible. Um, so this is what often why I share my story, mm -hmm. the way that I share my story, because we never really know who like who's really listening. Yeah. And um, I remember years ago, years ago, somebody hit me up and I was I was in this state of like depression and I was my stories were like rather dark. Um, and this kid hit me up and he was like, homie, I didn't even know you could feel like this. he was like, I never knew you felt like this. I didn't think you you know what I mean? You would be going. Through. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I'm human. You know what I mean? Like, we're all human. We're all we experience the full spectrum of it you know yeah um but like that that um that feedback i think inspired me to always want to keep it as vulnerable as i can yeah. when i can yeah you know um because sometimes it's someone being like oh shit i'm not alone but then a lot of times it's me being like oh shit i'm not alone yeah. Because I was able to be vulnerable, that people were able to find me, and yeah. either celebrate with me or um, mourn with me or heal with me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. mm. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So more Absolutely. of these conversations, more of these conversations, more of mm -hmm. more of us feeling the fear but doing the things anyways and allowing ourselves to surrender to these shifts right to surrender to these opportunities it's gonna be okay at the end of it it's all good yes it's a part of it <laughs> for me yeah the last year i started telling myself that my soul's main purpose above all is to evolve and to grow mm -hmm. right and like saying it and then actually like believing it in my in my bones, you know, actually like letting myself surrender to whatever it is, just because I would I would ask myself whatever situation when resistance would come up or like the uncomfortable feelings or like oh what is this? This is completely new. I would ask myself, is this your soul evolving and growing? Is this your soul wanting to be stretched a little bit, wanting to take a deep breath and expand, right? I would ask myself this and just by me doing this and practicing that just asking myself this it took off so much pressure I was able to have so much grace for myself I was able to see myself and just have so much love for myself mm -hmm. and just like you're doing it like you're doing it you're growing and you're evolving mm -hmm. and how fucking beautiful and powerful that is and damn <laughs> And count those little count those little blessings and celebrating those little successes. Because mm -hmm. they all matter. Absolutely. You know. Um, I was talking to Chris about this the other day when we did a live. Um she was saying doing for yourself is an act of like self love and noticing that you're doing for yourself is also an act of self love. Mm. You know, so she was like, it's like once you you got like when you break it all down, it's like all of these little things that you're doing that mm -hmm. are acts of self love that you get to feel good about at the end of the day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I yeah. love it. Uh, I think I want to do, I'd like to do, I think I was going to invite you on with, um, well, let me not even drop names yet, but I want to <laughs> invite you on <laughs> in the future, in the very near future. Um, I think I'm just compiling 
what the um, topic of discussion will be. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll probably be something along these lines. Yeah. Because this is, I feel like these are, these feel really good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I call them remembrance codes. <laughs> what? Remembrance codes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just those little moments of reminders, right? To That's make true. you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this was, I'm totally down whenever you're ready, you know, let me know you have my contact information. Um, For sure. So I'm going to be posting this. I have one that I have to post before, and I'm going to be posting this on IGTV. And the okay. audio is going to be extracted and put on the podcast. So I'll give you the link when yeah. all that's done. Um, this was an amazing talk. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward was, to hearing the podcast and sharing it with was, a few folks as well. Yeah, this was so good. This was <laughs> so good. I love this. Yeah, yeah. I was, I, feeling a little, I was feeling a little down yesterday, and I was like, should I do it tomorrow? I was like, well, if I do it, at least I'll be, like, in a raw state. But I didn't want to come in and speak from a place of hurt. Yeah. You know, because it's not necessarily, like, fruitful. But then I was like, well, even within that, I think if I just, like, vocalize that, hey, I'm maybe speaking from a place of hurt. Um, just, like, that rawness is still needed. Like you said, like, don't don't suppress it. hmm You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll do this again soon. Thank you for having me on. For uh, sure. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in. Yes, thank you, everyone. (laughs) This was so beautiful. Um, You have a lovely, a lovely night. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.